0: God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, you instructed the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, Grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things and ever rejoice in his consolation through Christ our Lord. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord to his anointed Cyrus, whose right hand I grasp, subduing nations before him and making kings run in his service, opening doors before him and leaving the gates unbarred. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, of Israel, my chosen one, I have called you by your name, giving you a title, though you knew me not. I am the Lord, there is no other. There is no God besides me. It is I who arm you, though you know me not. So that toward the rising and the setting of the sun, people may know that there is none besides me. I am the Lord there is no other the word of the Lord give the Lord glory and honor give the Lord glory and honor sing to the Lord a new song sing to the Lord all you lands tell his glory among the nations Among all peoples his wanderer's deeds. Give the Lord glory and honor. For great is the Lord and highly to be praised. Awesome is he beyond all gods. For all the gods of the nations are things of naught. But the Lord made the heavens. Give the Lord glory and honor give to the lord you families of nations give to the lord glory and praise give to the lord the glory do his name bring gifts and enter his courts give the lord glory and honor worship the lord in a holy attire tremble before him all the earth say among the nations the lord is king He governs the people with equity. Give the Lord glory and honor. The beginning of the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians. In God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for you. Remembering you in our prayers, unceasingly calling to mind your work of faith and labor of love and endurance in the hope of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before our God and Father, knowing brothers and sisters loved by God, how you were chosen. For our gospel did not come to you in word alone, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit with much conviction. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Shine like lights in the world as you hold on to the word of life. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The Pharisees went off, and plotting how they might entrap Jesus in speech, they sent their disciples to him, with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man, that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth, and you are not concerned with anyone's opinion, for you do not regard a person's status. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it lawful to pay census tax to Caesar or not? Knowing their malice, Jesus said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin that pays the census tax. They handed to him the Roman coin. And he said to them, Whose image is this? And whose inscription? They replied, Caesar's. At that he said to them, then repay to caesar what belongs to caesar and to god what belongs to god the gospel of our lord jesus christ o lord let me not be puffed up with worldly wisdom which passes away grant me that love which never abates that i may choose not to know anything but jesus and him crucified i pray that you my loving jesus that You would graciously give me to drink, who have given me graciously to drink in with delight the words of your knowledge, that you would also mercifully grant me to attain one day to you, the very fountain of all wisdom, and appear before your face for eternity. Amen. Today's readings are very simple. They highlight one very simple truth that God, whether you know him or not, is the one whose image and likeness you bear. This is something that gives him the right to do whatever he determines to do. You see, you, you hear a lot when you hear people mock our faith, that they say, it makes no sense that God would send somebody to eternity for just a small infraction. And then they make up something that doesn't really sound like an infraction, but it just shows that they don't understand what they're talking about. For instance, a couple of days ago I was listening to a guy ramble on and on that it's unjust for God to send somebody to hell simply for being gay. And you see in a simple way, the understanding is not exactly incorrect. Although, if you're acting in a manner of homosexuality, if you're engaging in that kind of sexual activity, that is what sends you to hell. Not Merely having that desire. And that's something a lot of people get confused. You see, I may think about doing something very bad. But if I don't act on it, it makes no difference what I thought. See, that's the premise behind the scripture that reads, Be ye angry, yet sin not. To have the emotion of anger, rage, outrage, is not, in and of itself, a damnable situation. It's when you act on it, when you take the time to think through, I would punch him in the mouth, I'd knock his teeth down his throats, I'd stick my foot so far up there, hey, hey, I would do a whole lot of dangerous things to them, so they would know how upset I was and how much I really want them to suffer or even, God forbid, how you would off them, and their life, and ruin everything about them. See, that's when you cross the line, is when you go to that point of thinking it through, planning it out. It's the same way when it comes to looking at a beautiful person. You can look at a beautiful person and have a thought of, wow, that's great beauty. And in that sense, you can praise God for that. But when you look at them, to lust after them, as Jesus was pointing out in the Sermon of the Mount, and you start committing adultery with them in in your mind, it's just the same as if you did it to them physically. And that is when the thought sends you to hell. Because you're entertaining, you're looking for a way in which you can do this. See, that desire or that craving for something is not in and of itself sinful. It's just a temptation. And we are to pray to be led not into temptation and to be delivered from evil. That's in the Our Father. And that is the point that we need to stress to people. Often you'll hear somebody say, you can't choose who you love. Oh, really? Is that how you feel about pedophiles and rapists? Or is it only because you want to justify a certain type of sexual activity because it goes with your narrative of just being anything? See, that's the problem here. And the problem with being anything, choosing your gender, choosing your sexuality, choosing your pronouns, and so on and so forth, is you forget whose image and likeness you were created in. You're basically trying to rob Caesar of your eternal soul. Many of us are like Cyrus. We don't understand God, we don't understand how he works in our lives, and we assume that he doesn't exist. We may be Catholic Christians, we may believe in a God, but do we really know him by how we live our lives? See, that's a totally different thing. Because it's the knowing Him in how we live our lives that testifies that we truly do know Him. I am the Lord, there is no other, we are told in the first reading. There is no other God besides me. It is I who arm you, even though you know me not that from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun, people may know that there is none other besides me. I am the Lord. There is no other. Do you know God in how you live your life? That's our question today. We are supposed to let our light so shine so that others may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Sadly, many Christians don't even live out the faith to any degree where they could be mistaken for being Christian. Unfortunately, that is more of a reality than anything else. Unceasingly, Paul, Timothy, and Sylvanius prayed, calling to mind their work of faith and labor and love, and the endurance that they had in the hope of Jesus Christ, knowing that they were brothers and sisters loved by God, chosen. Can somebody see your life and mistake you for a Christian? Or would they think you're on your way to hell, that you're just one of the boys, that you're just one of them? Whose image and likeness do you bear? Is the image and likeness that you bear your own, something of your own creation? Or do you bear the image and likeness of God and live according to his pronouns, his desire, giving the Lord true glory and honor, knowing that great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, awesome, beyond any other form of divinity that could be imagined? Or do you rob God? Do you not pay your tax, your tithe, your offering, because you rob God of his greatest act of love, you?